everybody, welcome back to another episode of Morning Years uh, on location. Back to back weeks. Uh, of course, I'm along with Colton Pouncey here at uh, Thanksgiving week, Colton. Are we ready for uh, Lions Turkey Feast uh, 2023? Always a terrific press meal. Yes. I know you've had this before. Yes. Uh, the spread last year was pretty good. I, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I will say, the uh, the Fox crew. Oh, they, they get better food. They get a little better, better spread than us. Even on this day. Even, even on, on this day. <laughs> so the key is after the game, you kind of slide over to the other side. Right. <laughs> Steal yeah. their food, but uh, still good spread. Yes. Uh, so I got to make sure to get there in time. The years <laughs> where I like mistimed it and got stuck in traffic, and then I like I don't eat, and I'm like, this is horrible. Like I didn't eat, you know. Like and then get home, and like, oh yeah, I didn't eat. Yeah. But uh, I think we'll be okay this time. In any event, lines going in with uh, after a win, of course. Um, Last week's game against Chicago Colton, uh, pretty insane. We'll touch on that uh, to finish, and then just the whole game in general, and then look ahead to Green Bay. Also, I wanted to start this week, though, because it just reminded me, I'd watched half of this, and I asked you if you hadn't seen it. Uh, the Barry Sanders documentary debuted, I think, today on Amazon Prime. Uh, I believe, I think it actually debuts on TV maybe later in the week or something like this. Okay. Yep. Maybe on NFL Network or something. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that, but it's available on Prime now. Uh, if you have that. So you have not seen it, correct? I have not. I saw the Lions had a big premiere for it, yeah. uh, I Last think on Friday, week, think, right? yep, yeah. this past weekend. So. Yeah, so, and then you're also, you're not also too familiar with the end of his run as a person of your age. I'm not. And a native Chicagoan. I was waiting right? for the uh, yeah. documentary to come out, so. <laughs> so it's interesting. I watched about half of it, uh, and I'm curious to see, I, I'm curious to hear other people's thoughts on it, you know, from varying ages, because I was thinking about it when I, was, I hadn't finished it. I only got to, like, the part where they lost in 91, which is not that exciting, right? Yep. So I guess that his retirement and why he quit and all that will be what he talks about in the second half of the film. But, like, it, it just, it's one of those things where it I can't help but think about in the beginning of that, you know, they, they, they start over at a time, they draft this guy who's this terrific player, but they also have this terrific team around him. And they're building up, and they showed the home playoff game, and they showed all the energy, and you're like, and then the rug gets pulled, and it's just like one of these things that crystallized a lot of Lions things for me, and it's also one of those things that, you know, is very unique, I think, to Detroit. So it'll be, I don't know, I'm a little afraid to watch the rest of it because I feel like it's going to be depressing and like maybe hurt a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else to compare it to. I'm very curious though because there's, I feel like people your age, and even people in like their 30s, early 30s wouldn't really have, even if they were from here, they wouldn't really have an understanding of that. But, like, he was, in the early 90s, like, such a big freaking deal here. It wasn't even, like, you, you're a Chicago kid, like Michael Jordan in Chicago. Sure. At a time when regional sports was such a big deal. Like, Barry in Detroit was, like, was that. He was Michael Jordan in Detroit. And yep. then he just was gone <laughs> without any, like, yep. there was no farewell tour, no, like, you know, the Jordan, not to compare all the way, but, like, obviously, like, people had the, the last run there. Yep. None of that. It was just, boom, gone, banished. Very abrupt. Like somebody died, almost. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm a little afraid to finish it, but, like, I'm curious uh, to hear other people's thoughts on this as well as it goes forward. I don't know how much yep. else you've talked about it with other people. No, I'm fascinated to see it. I mean, we've had, we have coworkers at The Athletic that I've met at yeah. various, you know, conferences or whatnot, summits that come up to me as oh, a lines right, writer, yeah. and they're like, uh, I grew up in Harlem, and I'm a Lions fan because mm-hmm. of Barry Sanders. So that's sort of the impact well, we you're talking about. Football. Yeah. No, no doubt. So, I mean, yeah, just the history, how things ended there. Like, if that's <sighs> what you're getting out of this documentary, I'm <laughs> curious to see. I'm curious, too. I'm curious to see here, I guess, how honest he is. Um, 
I think I read today that Scott Mitchell's not too happy with it, so apparently he was blamed by some people. Oh. <laughs> people in it. I don't know about Barry. Okay. <laughs> but maybe Scott Mitchell's overreacting. But it's also like, you know, all the gripes that he had at the time were very fair uh, about how the organization was run, what was and wasn't made priority, what was and wasn't spent money on. Uh, and it's super interesting to me that now, and I don't know how this ends, maybe it does end this way, that he seems to be extremely close with Sheila Ford. Yep. Um, and the ownership group and the whole family that's running the show now. And I can't say that that was ever the case that anyone ever thought back when William Clay Ford, never. It was, in fact, I think toward the end, the opposite. They were like on polar opposite ends of the, they didn't like each other, you know, by the end. So it's just very interesting. I think it's another one of those reminders of, for me that like things are different here, you know, like it's yeah. another reminder, I think, for people as they watch that maybe this weekend, like, you know, <laughs> years and years of it being just so horrible and you know the most memorable thing was your best player quitting in the middle of the night and going to <laughs> Paris or whatever was on vacation so like yeah it just I don't know just a thing that uh, jogged my memory anyway today I imagine it's easier to drop a documentary like this in the middle of a when season like the Lions yeah. are having right now mm-hmm. where you know a ton of good vibes like right. I was looking at some of those premiere videos the Lions were putting out and you see Barry standing with Gibbs and Montgomery exactly, and a lot, yeah. of form, a lot of current players oh, there right. and just supporting him and that was cool to see. You probably can't do that in the year where you're three thirteen yeah. and one. But uh. <laughs> like he wasn't going to use capital on Matt Patricia. I don't right. think. And I think that's kind of the thing that I've noticed. Like people liked Caldwell, right? Like everybody liked Jim Caldwell, and I think that that was still you know whatever. But like a lot of the guys that uh, have been stars here in the past, that you see it, they're all around now. All yep. of them, like even Calvin, all of them come around. And it's because of the head coach, and it's because of the, you know, the, the seriousness, I feel like, that's now here that really never has been, and except for fits and starts. So another reminder there of how things are different. Speaking of uh, how things are different, of course, last week's game, uh, which was looking like a classic dud <laughs> performance, you know, what the hell's going on here, just nobody showed up to play, and then it wasn't. And I'm curious, I'm going to get your reaction because you were there, of course, but I would start by saying to you that I... It did not shock me that it ended this. I mean, it, if anything, it was shocking the performance before that. The way that we've seen them play over the last however many weeks and a and month and a half, whatever it's been, also plus the Bears being as bad as they are, <laughs> did not shock me. I thought that was a game that was still winnable, even though it was, you know, obviously late like that. And for them to finish that way, people can call it whatever they want. That to me is super impressive. I don't know. What was your reaction in real time as the whole thing was going on? Yeah, you know, when. Uh... I think there were about six minutes left in the game, and you know Justin Fields picks up that thirty-yard run and starts dancing on the Lions' grave. And a certain beat writer that shall go unnameless uh, that tweeted that uh, this one's probably over. over. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was me. That was you. Was um, I mean, because you're watching that game, it's just like, yeah, no, you it keep felt thinking like it was pretty much over. It it did, and it, it was like okay, I, like honestly, like. Earlier in the third quarter, or like even early in the fourth quarter, I'm just like they can still come back. I don't care right. how this game's going. Like the Bears are not a good team. Exactly. The Lions are a better team. They can find a way. But once it got down to six minutes, and Golf has three turnovers, the Lions have four overall. The offense was on the field for like 14 minutes of action. Exactly. They were never uh, yeah. defense was struggling to get some stops here and there. It's like I just think they're going to run out of time. Like right. I. If you had more time, maybe you can pull it off. If you have like ten minutes instead of six, but at this point, I mean the Bears are gonna keep running it. They end up getting a field goal. They take a twelve point lead with four minutes left. Right. 
at that point, I'm like, all right, yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough to come back from. You're probably losing this one, and people are going to be compl- complaining whatnot, and that's that's fair. I mean, I think yes, the, the Bears are a better team, but also, like, that's a game you should win at home. Yeah. Um, so I already knew what was coming, and I was like, you know, you kind of can see the future a little bit, and yeah. you're like, all right, people are going to be a little upset. Um, Lions are going to have to explain themselves after this one. They have, like, one of their worst efforts of the season. How do you bounce back? It was already – that was in my head. Um, but – it appears I severely underestimated how bad the Chicago Bears are. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> With that, and how incompetent they are down down oh. the stretch in these games, and uh, just the Lions' resolve, you know, yeah. like, and I probably should have done that because I've talked about it all season, right? The way this team kind of bounces back and comes right. through in clutch moments. Yeah. Um, but I'm watching them just like I, this is probably one of those games where they don't have it today. It didn't seem like they had it for I don't know 55 minutes of action, and all of a sudden. You get, one, you get a yeah. quick score, right? JMO comes through. Uh, you're looking for the stop that you need defensively when the Bears get the ball back. I thought their play call, play calling in that stretch where you go run, run, oh my God. moonshot. That's amazing, yeah. Uh, for the Bears. I'm just oh, like, the Bears. Yeah, I'm talking about the Lions. Amazingly the bad. disaster. Sure, the last amazingly position. bad. We'll, yeah. talk, we'll say that. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> run, like, run, pass. What are you doing? They yeah. just gave up. Yeah, they took two knees Which, like, and then chucked it. The deep ball wasn't that bad. I think maybe uh, what's Tyler Scott, is that the receiver yes. from Cincinnati? Yeah, he, he's a rookie, you know, just kind of misjudged in the air, but like, why are you putting a rookie in that situation at all? To begin first with? down. Yeah. Run first down when they're not looking for it. Yeah, they exactly. had nine guys up at the line of scrimmage and you just give them, yeah. So well, the Lions were ready for that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Bears personnel gave it away too because they were right. 13. They had everybody in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. so it's like you're trying to lose so this dumb. game. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so they did get a gift there, yes. But, I mean, you have to credit the Lions for coming back. Like, what they were able to do, they didn't flinch in the moment. They got into a two-minute offense and were just going to work. And, you know, Ben Johnson, the sequence swing between the runs and the pass, it wasn't just one or the other. He was yep. balancing it super well. Um, and the Lions just took that game, man. Like, that's exactly. as simple as that. And we talk about all the, all the times, all, all the signs we look for with a good team. That's what good teams do. You know, they end up winning games like that when they're not supposed to. And even when you don't have your best stuff. And that, that was a perfect example. I just It's it's one of two ways because, you you know, you, obviously you can't play like that against good teams and get away with it. And everybody knows that. But, like, good teams can play like that and get away with it against bad teams. And this was another tell to me that the Lions are a good team. It was another proof, an example point of, like, they did not play up to their standard or capability for the first Fifty minutes of the game, yeah. But they did in the last ten, and it was overwhelmingly better than the the team they were playing. They had nothing they could do with it. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you don't have your fastball, and there's a number of reasons why the thing falls apart. Uh, you can't turn the ball over that many times. The fact that the offense couldn't get anything—it was the worst game golf has had all year. Yeah. Uh, until the end there, but the fact that they couldn't, like you said, it—the fact they couldn't string anything together—and uh, your defense is out there all game long against a team that is just content to bleed you down the field like that. Yeah. Like, I know people get frustrated with their inability to tackle a running quarterback, and I will give you that, yes, they should be better at this. And Okay? They yeah. should be better in some of those cases, especially early in downs, early in possessions. However, when your offense fails to do anything, to give you a breather, to let you gather yourself, and you're out there all game, and all they're doing is just you know, three-yard inside zone, three-yard zone read, four-yard, and then Fields maybe squirts one for 14, and then it's just all little little stuff, nothing yep. big. And, like, that's freaking hard to do in any level of football. So if you're not getting support on the other end, it's a team that was a I, – I heard a lot of it the same way again. Aaron Glenn, blah, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like, okay, 
it was a it was a whole f a whole team effort of no one really played to their yeah right. But I do think in the last quarter, it became you know after that last I would say series where the offense stalled and you could see it almost on Goff's face where it was like this is a disaster like this is not acceptable. They go to the sideline, they get a stop, they come right back, they score mm-hmm. in the Jamison play, and then it just felt like a different vibe from there. You know what I mean? Like it felt like a mature adult team. Yeah. In some ways, it felt like they realized they were still mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. There was plenty of time left. They yeah. could win it. Three timeouts. I think Dan Dan Campbell said, uh, you know, if we're in that situation late in the game where we have a couple possessions, we have all of our timeouts, we feel like we're still in it as much yeah. as anyone. Plus the warning, too. Plus the warning. Um, and so they said, you know, talk to, talking to players after the game, they said they never wavered. Um, that's just sort of the mentality this team has that they developed over time, three years now here together with this group. Um, and they won a game that they shouldn't have. And You're exactly right. They were saying that. We shouldn't have won this game. Yep. but They got outplayed. But we did, and like we're not going to apologize for it, and they shouldn't. Um, it's so interesting because I remember so many times coming in here when they were bad, when the Lions were bad, and you'd hear that from their side. There, You'd go in there, the Patricia, the Patricia games, the, that era, where they'd go play a team really tough, and it would be a good team. You yeah. know, they'd play a good team tough, and they'd surprise the shit out of them yeah. and almost beat them. And then you'd go, I would always go to the other locker room and be like, hey, you know, uh, what, you know, and they'd be like, hey, man, this is the NFL. Like, shit happens. Everybody can get anybody at any time. It's just a matter of, like, who shows up and wants to do this every day? Yeah. And so, to have the resolve, and I would always it, the teams I'm talking about were like the Chiefs, <laughs> like <laughs> Rogers, Green Bay teams that were good, like teams like that, the good football teams that always found a way to thwart their little like okay they're fired up but we're gonna win this thing at the end anyway. Yeah. That's what this was, and in, in reverse, obviously it's at home. It helps that it you had the home crowd there, but like I felt like that was if nothing else a step also, even though you're gonna learn a lot from that game, you don't want to play like that. But you, it's something to draw back on at a later date if something doesn't go the way you want it to. 100%. Yeah. You're going to have games like that. This is the NFL, like you mentioned. Yeah. And the talent discrepancy isn't as big as it is in college. No way. And so you're going to lose some games like that. You're going to win some games, you know. Um, I saw this stat. Since 1932, no NFL team with a plus three turnover margin and 40 no. minutes, uh, a time possession of 40 minutes had ever lost. Oh, Bears. Teams were 48-0 until the Bears lost <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That was a historic that. loss. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that shows what the Lions were able to do. Like, they right. didn't flinch. Like, that's, and, and, like, when you're watching that game, that's why it's fair to have doubts. I think the yeah, Bears, exactly. yeah. if you follow the um, win probability charts, the Bears had a 98.8% <laughs> chance to win with, like, four minutes left, and they still find a way to lose. Um but that's one of those games where you just kind of laugh and you're like, hey, we're the better team, you right. know? <laughs> like, we end up getting it done. They didn't. And that's a game that this t- this franchise loses more often than not yeah. throughout its history. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we talk about it so often, but, like, you al- you always look for those signs, the differences, the tells um, of, of what's different about this group. And you're, they're in there laughing <laughs> in the locker room because they know they should have won. But yeah. they know they, they also know they stole it. And right. they're 8-2 they're and two now and they're... You know, still in the hunt for one seed in the in the uh, NFC now, and it's like God, yeah. Like there was a year that the Saints did that in here. They just kind of came yep. in here, didn't play well, and like, but just like sort of eh, like shoved the ball in a couple spots and had a couple like yeah, whatever, and they yep. just got out of here with like a pretty easy win. And we're like, oh, that was pretty easy. Like what? No big. You know, we figured it out. It was no big deal. Yeah. And I mean, like that's like the other thing too. I was going to say on that is like they. It wasn't a fluky. I mean, obviously you're going to need help from Chicago melting down on its own, but, like, they were able to take the game back by doing the things that they do. It, it wasn't like, oh, they had, like, a busted something that 
got them back in into a kickoff return or a punt return. No, they yep. ran the ball on the last possession. Almost like it was almost fifty-fifty the whole way down the field, and then yep. once they got across the fifty toward the red zone, and there's a minute left. I was like, "This is amazing!" Because now you—that's what I was saying earlier. The awesome part because now they had them in that they had them in nickel, yep. and they had them all tired. And now you're running and you're getting up to line fast and you're just gashing them with yep. like inside zones and stuff. And I'm just like, and they need to call timeout and they're not going to do it. And it's like that to me was another example of no one else does this. There's not another team in the NFL that has that much faith in its front. Maybe Philadelphia. I'm sorry. That's the only other team that would try something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And that's the uniqueness. And I think, I hope that that also came through for, for people last week, that that's it. Like those things are possible. That's that's why they're hard to play. But it's also like not and every. That's not a thing. People don't do that. People don't. We talked about this last week with the Chargers game. People don't go for it on fourth and six and run it. Nope. Right. They don't do that in field goal territory or whatever. Just give up three points because they think they can muscle through someone. Yeah. Same thing here. They don't do that, except if they have amazing faith in their front. Which I think Ben Johnson actually last week had said this terrific quote. I think it was Jeremy who actually asked him. I wasn't here that day, but I heard it. Yep. The, and you know what I'm talking about. The I think he asked him about the fourth and sixth call, the trap play, and he more or less said, we trust our guys, and we feel like we can run the ball whenever we want yep. in any situation, and that's what we're going to do. And we don't care what you think about that, basically. And it was amazing. And I was like, that is such a good an awesome answer, quote. and it's a descriptor for their entire team. Is yeah. it not? No, it definitely is. And honestly, like, <clears throat> like you want to talk about how f- – if, if you want to call it a fluke win, you sure can. Like, I'm sure. not going to argue yeah, that. I wouldn't either. But at the same time, I would say that was a very fluky game for the Lions, too. Like, how many times is Jared Goff going to throw three interceptions in the game? Right, yeah. Um, you get a fourth fumble on a Craig Reynolds kickoff yeah. return fumble. Um, you know, the defense, I thought they played pretty well, all things considered. Uh, yeah. I know people wanted to fire in Glenn after this one, like they always do. But <laughs> like they do every week. I'm like, I mean, they were put in some pretty tough positions, had, like, terrible starting field position pretty much all game, and... Bears have a couple Still, nice players too. And they guys. do. Yeah. Like the, I, I, Darnell Wright's good. They've got their line is not that bad. DJ oh, Moore is making plays what now. What the hell happened with? I don't know why they're benching the tackle in the middle of the game. I don't know what happened there. Oh, but yeah. other than that, they have. It's not. It, it, they should be better than they've been. Yeah. Right. Fair. It feels like. I actually think it's a matter of time before they turn a corner here. I think so too. Um, they remind me in, in little ways of Detroit a couple years ago. Yeah. Like I think they're getting there, and they've yeah. got some draft capital this offseason, and they can kind of propel themselves. But in the in, in the meantime, they're still, you know, they're prone. Yeah. <laughs> they're prone to some of these games, right? And it's like the team that executes down the stretch is going to win that game more often than not. And that was the Lions. Um, just the way they marched down the field, Jameson Williams. I mean, mm. we got to talk about him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they put him on the field. I think before the play, um, St. Brown said, "Go get it. This is yours." Uh, to Jamo. And they had him stacked. Yep. Uh, Jamo said he had a pylon route, so he was reading the safety for inside leverage. Saw got the look he wanted. Uh, the corner Jalen Johnson was trying to. Jamo said he was trying to see if he was going to play high or low. Mm-hmm. Ends up playing low on St. Brown. St. Brown kind of takes him out of the play. He's got a one-on-one matchup with Eddie Jackson, just cooked him yeah. in the end zone. And that's talk about all the time the speed element and what it can do for others. But St. Brown, like the attention he gets, is starting to open up things for Jamo. And now they're trying to. Started to put him in positions to win those those routes, 100%. those one-on-one matchups. And, I mean, that was, you know, no better time than, than ever to have that kind of play in a game where you need it. No, the, the coolest part about it for me, I think, is that, and he still 
is this is still an inconsistent thing, but it's getting better. That's the route that he struggled with so many times. That's the one that he turns around the wrong way on all the time. That's yeah. the one that he doesn't know which. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the one that they've tried to get open. That's a that little bench concept where St. Brown runs the out and then he comes over the top and runs the to the pylon, like you said. Yeah. Like that should be money every time against that coverage. And if he runs the route right, turns turns around, like people get so lost in their feelings about well, golf doesn't. It wasn't perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't. He beats people so bad. It's like, he, you know, just get it out there. And as you saw in that one, the ball was probably a little late. Didn't matter. He would beat the guy by four steps. Yeah. But he ran the route right, and he didn't sell it until it was time to break. And it was like, that looked like an NFL receiver running an NFL route. Yes. And I have to think that when they watched film, that was a, probably a pretty cool moment for Jamison because we have not seen that from him. We've seen some nice plays from him the last couple of weeks. The the comeback that he made the nice catch on underneath where he had to play through contact and some other plays here and there, the blocking. But that right there was him being a receiver, him being a – that's what they drafted him for. That's one of the first times, other than the one weird catch, the crazy catch that he made that was like high-level difficulty, this one right here to me is why they picked him. The thing that stood out to me this week, even before that play, every coach you talked to was just raving about the guy. Yeah, and he's, it's, it's, he's pretty un... Yeah, you can't really beat him down. No. Like, that's been what we've learned here, yeah. And he, like, the, the comments over the past month or so have changed so drastically. Mm-hmm. I remember when he first got off his suspension, and all the comments were like, well, he's here in the building. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, his keywords. It's like, ah, oh, he's in the locker room. It's nice to have him back. He's mm-hmm. here. we got to see what he's going to do, right? Yeah. Uh, our offense isn't designed for just one player. That was every comment you got, whether it was Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, Antoine Randall, mm-hmm. any of those guys. Uh, this past week, uh, Campbell said he's part of our, our herd now. Yep. Like he's mm-hmm. he's one Very of the guys. guys. Um, ben Johnson, you know, was raving about his work ethic in practice, uh, the questions he asked in meetings, you know, the attentiveness, just, you hmm. know, the total package, which is stuff that I hadn't heard in the past. No. So your ears kind of perk up when you yeah. hear that. That's brand new. Um, <laughs> and Antoine Randall L. said, I feel like it's only a matter of time until the production starts to match what we're seeing behind the scenes. Yeah. And for him to have, and that was before the touchdown. And so, look, the opportunities might be few and far between. He's not like a featured wide receiver. He's not St. Brown right now. He's not Laporta. He's not going to get those those targets mm-hmm. right now. Um, but he's working his way into that mix. Making an impact. Where a couple weeks ago, you, you were kind of wondering, like, is DPJ going to push for some of exactly. those? DPJ played like he, he played a few snaps, a handful <laughs> of snaps. It wasn't really out there. Uh, he's a depth piece right now. Uh, and JMO, his snap count continues to grow. Mm-hmm. You continue to see him in the f- on the field late in games when when it matters. The last two weeks against the Chargers and against the Bears, where they needed some points and they're trying to keep up and keep yeah. the offense humming, JMO's on the field, and right. that's no, what yeah, stands out to me. Is. He's not on the sidelines, on the bench. You're not wondering where's JMO. He hasn't mm-hmm. seen the ball. No, he's out there on the field running routes and blocking and doing what he needs to do. And so to me, that is sort of the difference in what we're seeing now uh, versus a month ago. And that's why I chose to write about him, write about him this week. Um, just he's, He seems like he's having fun out there. He's eating weird hamburgers yeah, with, with uh, ice cream and Oreo McFlurries, <laughs> which I did try, and people asked for a uh, review. I'm not going to lie, man. It wasn't bad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, like, hate to admit that because I was ready to, like, trash it. Uh, and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, no. Like, I was like, you know what? I just drove by McDonald's after the game. Like, let me just turn around and 
Circle Here, back. That, ladies and gentlemen, they had a working band. ice cream machine. So I'm like, this well, is this is fate. Wonderful. I have to get this. Yeah, that's true. I, I literally asked. I was like, is your ice cream machine working? They're like, Haha, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, my wife was pregnant both times. I think I went a thousand times and never it never worked ever. Yeah, yeah and, never. There actually is. Someone tweeted this at me. There's a link that has every McDonald's in America. Oh my god. And it shows like updates up to like 90 minutes if it was working or not <laughs> at every amazing. McDonald's. So. Uh, where was that when I needed it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I went to it and uh, got the combination. I tried it, slapped it on. Love it. And honestly, I'll say, like, the sweetness of, like, the ice cream kind of worked <laughs> in, in hand and in, in unison with the, uh, the ketchup. With the ketchup, yeah. It kind of overwhelmed the burger. But So the key is, like, not to put too much on it. I put, like, a massive glob for some reason. I regret regretted that immediately. <laughs> um, and then you can't wait too long to eat it. Yeah, because you, then you don't want the, the buns to get soggy, you know, yeah. with the ice cream. So I had a few bites. You know, I was like, that's not bad. Uh, I gave it a 6.4, and then I tossed it in the trash. But uh, I see I see where Jam was coming from. I'll say uh, that. And uh, yeah. it's a bit of an odd fit, but uh, that perfectly describes J-Mo, yeah, too, right? right? So yeah. This is a, look, that's fine though, and, and you know what? This is an odd team. Yeah, it's an odd, and I think look, that they embrace that. They allow guys to be themselves. Yeah, and like Jamo, you want to put ice cream in your burgers? <laughs> right. You know, you're going to be accepted regardless. No one like, cares. yeah, no one cares. Like, do your thing, man. That's a great point. I don't think I don't. I think I don't think that's been explained as much. And I do think I do wonder if people get worried about that in their own feelings or whatever about like, is he going to alienate himself from the locker room, or is he going to turn people off? And I, no, I don't think we've ever said this, but no, no, not here. <laughs> maybe other places, and maybe that's part of the reason why they were like, maybe we haven't given them credit on that. We feel like we have the environment where a kid like this can learn and be himself. I think that's what it is. They're all the way like that. Yeah, yeah. You hear Anzalone talk about him. Um, I think it was after the Buccaneers game where he had that touchdown. Yeah, the big, the crazy play. Yeah, yeah. And I th- I'm talking to Anzalone. He's like, man, that was awesome. Like, that's my locker mate. Um, yeah, he sits right next to him. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I feel like he's one of the most misunderstood guys on this team. He's like, I hear the the, the things people say about him, and that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, Jamal's one of our guys, and we're going to accept him. So when you hear a guy like that say that, because, you know, yeah. some of those guys, you Absolutely. know, you can roll your eyes he's and just say, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever, young guy doing weird stuff. Um, you know, they accept him as one of the guys, and that's words from a team captain, words from a guy like Alex Anzalone that is – trusted his opinion is trusted in yeah. the locker room so and i do think as we've gotten further and we'll see what happens with people jones maybe he is maybe he can't help them you know somewhere down the road but remember when they made that move i was kind of like i don't get this yeah. for a number of reasons including of which i think they're pretty similar players they're, yeah. they're similar people more than players they're, they're they're cut like from a similar misunderstood they're quiet you could you could maybe misunderstand <coughs> that for aloof if you didn't really know the person um, so anyway, but I'm looking at this, I'm like, why'd they do this? And then it's like, okay, but maybe there's some of that with Donovan. Maybe they think they can make it work with him too. But also to me, this is as much about, we were trying to light a fire under Jameson's ass because how do you not see that as, okay, like this is, and we talked about this, we've talked about this all the time with him about how when he left Ohio State, he goes to Bama and he just plays his ass off because he knew there was no other choice. It was like down to my last strike yep. or if this doesn't work, I'm going to be, yep. be lost. And, you know, or I'm not, it's going to be really hard for people to come find me. And this feels like maybe the same thing. I don't want to, but it's been like a couple weeks now, and we've seen better performances every week, and it's grown, it's grown. I don't want to say that it's not. Maybe that was part of the motivation. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I mean, if that's what, you give up a six-round pick, and that's all you get in return is it fires up Jameson, that's probably worth it. I think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably worth it. <laughs> uh, defensively, you mentioned, yeah, the a day that was challenging, but also, you know, one that I could understand some of the situations that they were put in. Uh, but again, like, this is 
just I can't I'm not shaking the feeling that they're going to get got when they shouldn't have gotten got at some point this season because they don't have enough dudes in the back end and they just you know it's Aiden Hutchinson doesn't have enough help up front probably also is the other thing I'm now willing to probably come around on and I wasn't sure. three weeks ago but I think that's I would I would say that that was probably right yeah I mean that was always the big question it's not like yeah you know as much as I think that it was fair to you know I think I think what what, what Brad and company did at the deadline like I can certainly understand why I, they yes, stayed stood pat yeah. in their decision making process and their thought process like if it's not a perfect fit and you might have to pay these guys and they're not great fits for your, your culture or whatever. Um, maybe don't make the move. Maybe there's not like a secondary or, you know, secondary guy that you could add um, rather right, than a star that, 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 that yeah. made made sense for them. I don't really know what the trade market looked like. Uh, so that's not something I can say with certainty. But um, as it was playing out, you certainly felt like they could use some corner help, maybe another edge rusher. Um, they didn't get that. So that was always going to be uh, a question for down the road. You've proven yourself to be a playoff team now. Um, you're eight and two, one of the better teams in the league. But um, do you have enough when it matters? Yeah. And that's still the question that's going to be out there until they actually get to that point and they prove it or they don't right. prove it, right? So certainly going to be uh, something to watch. And you know maybe they they're able to get James Houston back. I think that would be a massive That'd piece a, if, if uh, he's able to come back late December, maybe early January. But you don't know that. I no. mean, Campbell is yeah. being very kind of optimistic, quite cautiously optimistic. Is not giving anything definitive, even with C.J. Garner Johnson. Yeah. C.J. is going out here on Instagram Live saying, "I'll be back in two, three weeks." You got two weeks to get your shit together, Bears. And the Campbell's like, "I want to know who his doctor is because yeah. that is not accurate." <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Like, maybe you get him back, maybe you don't. But right, that's not guaranteed. You, I think you got to kind of proceed with the mentality that you're not going to have those guys. If you do, it's a bonus. But if not, you got to write the ship with the guys you yeah. have, and the last four weeks or so, it hasn't been great. Um, so you got to bounce back. you sure. got to find different ways to get pass rush now. I yep. think that's probably, and that's the hard part because, you know, that usually means you got to blitz. That usually means you got to bring pressure. There are other ways you can do it. There's simulation things and stuff like that, but it's harder when you're down, you know, your twitchy guys that can really make matchups uh, a problem, and Houston is definitely one of those guys. And, but it's like... It's such. It's like the age-old, the hardest thing to do. If you're light in the back, you don't want to give, you know, you don't want to take bodies away from that. But at the same time, how many times can you stand there and watch a guy just miss a coverage and not get it right? Where it's like, well, we might as well have just went after him. Might as well have done the Ravens thing, yep. like the old Wink Martindale, and said, "The hell with it. We're not covering him anyway." So like, <laughs> let's just try to go sack the guy. And I, you know, against some of these quarterbacks that can move, you're going to have to find different different game plans, and you're going to have to do things that were different. I mean, you, we can go back to the very first week of the season when they played the Chiefs, and, you know, remember they sat bugs and they dressed a different lineup, and it was like, we're going to play a quarterback that's different, and we have to be ready for that. You know, that doesn't happen every week when you're hurt. Maybe in the playoff situation it would be different, but bottom line is is you can't rely on what's unreliable, and that's the defensive back. I mean, it's just not reliable right now, so you have to find other ways to be better on first down to get them into a situation where it's not third and four all the time because it's getting to be that again you know what I mean and in a team like the Bears third and four is a disaster because that's that could be a run read that could be play action that could be just a straight give and you don't know what the hell is going on so yeah that's that's the then but you know they're gonna have teams on the schedule that do that to them and they're gonna have teams in the playoffs that do that to them too so it's guys have to play better is probably the answer right at this point yep I think they're trying to change some things up. Um, Anzalone was in the locker room saying that Derek Barnes was getting his first kind of taste of 
uh, Sam and setting the like edge a little bit. Brush, yeah. yeah. That, um, and that would be, yeah. That's which, if you're looking for an adjustment, yeah. that's one way to do it. Yep. Um, so you give him some credit and some love uh, for the job he played in that, that game towards the stretch, the end, the end there. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, that's the, that's the big question for the rest of the season. Is this defense good enough to kind of propel them to a playoff win or keep them in a, and let the offense take over at some point? Yeah. Like, are they going to have to win shootouts in the playoffs? That's We don't know. Are they built for that? We don't know, but we're going to find yeah, out, it seems, <laughs> one way or another. I mean, I think that the one thing that we do know is that, yes, they're a playoff roster with enough guys to get there, and they play the full 60 minutes, and they're going to make you earn it. Yep. I think, and that was... You know, a lot of people were mad about Hutchinson throughout the game. I said the secret Hutchinson society almost showed itself there toward the end until he made the play. But, like, that's uh, that's just one of those things. You're going to have to grind through some of these spots and just find ways. And the, the, the best part, I think, for the Lions is that they don't have, and why they probably win that game and Chicago doesn't, is that they don't have any real turds on the team. Yep. You know, and for lack of a better phrase, like, the only one that was probably close to that is, was Jamison, and that's no longer. Every guy that's <laughs> out there is there for it. And, yep. they're, they're, and they play together. They like each other. They get along. Uh, in December, that's a big deal. If you get to December and that's still true about your NFL team, then you're doing better than 65% of the league. So I think that's also indicative of what we saw last week. I think Campbell even said it a few weeks ago, um, kind of admitted, like, hey, talking about the defense, you know, we're not one of those defenses that's kind of built to – you know, dominate. Dominate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need every guy working yeah. together. So if it's yeah. one guy or two guys that are off, and ev- and the nine other guys are playing well, that's still enough to throw us off. So we need every guy working hand in hand to try to stop these guys, mm-hmm. stop these offenses. And if we don't get that, we might be in trouble. So there are going to be games like that where, you know, they're giving up points, but there are also going to be games where, as we've seen earlier yeah. in the season, like get after it. held Patrick Mahomes to twenty points. Um, you know, you're limiting some of these other teams to. Under 10 points. So they're, they're going to have efforts like that where sometimes they run a little hot and cold. But wh- how you play when it matters, when these games are getting to December and yep. January, I think that's how we'll be able to measure them. And, um, again, that's a big test. And then speaking of tests, there's one coming up here too because this is a game where, similar to last week, <coughs> even more so because Green Bay I think is a better team, obviously, than Chicago. But, but you know, maybe not by a ton. Not by but a ton. still a team that's hungry they're not really out of the playoff picture, uh, despite not. what you might think. They're the eighth seed right now. Yeah, they're they're right in that spot that like Patricia's Lions always used to be in before they would fall apart and just collapse. They're right at that like you can either change your mind and go up, or you can collapse and fade away forever. Like it's Thanksgiving, like that's the pivot point. And Green Bay is at that pivot point right now. So this is a dangerous. That's a dangerous <laughs> team to me. If you're at that spot where you still have a decision to make about where you're going this season, if you because if you tell a team this late in the year. If we get our shit together, guys, for the next two months, we can get into this. Everything else before this doesn't matter. We can figure it out and get in. And that can be, you know, a big deal for teams. However, you know, the situation there with Jordan Love, and this is you talk about now or never, it certainly seems like that for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is an interesting one. It's, a same, it's a similar vibe as last week uh, in one that I feel like if you don't play your best football, you certainly can lose, and it's probably easier path to lose this time because I think they have more talent. Yeah, and you never want to underestimate a team that has its back against the wall or is in a make-or-break point. sort of, yeah, you looking know? yourself in the mirror, yeah. Like, I'm looking at the Packers' schedule. They've got the Lions and the Chiefs in their next two games. Okay. And those are probably both projected losses for them, and they probably hear that. Mm-hmm. And so I think for them it's like, well, what do we have to lose? Let's just 100%. go out there and play play our style and see if we can pull off an upset or two. 
and they are still in the hunt. They're, I think they're a game and a half back of the Vikings for the seventh seed. Right. Um, so they're not out of it. I mean, after that stretch, the Lions and, and, the, and the Chiefs there, they got the Giants, they got the Buccaneers, they got the Panthers, and they have the Vikings yeah, and the Bears to close. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> those are all winnable two. games. Yeah. If you split these next two and you can win some of those yep. against easier teams, you are right back in that mix, my mm-hmm. friend. So for the Packers, they're going to come in here and they're going to play their ass off and try to try to pull off the upset and ruin Thanksgiving for yeah. the Lions. Yeah. And um, they do have some pieces. I mean, Jordan Love, I think, has been playing better football of late, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just a little not bit. consistent. It's, it's not consistent. but Sometimes and sometimes not. I do think there's something about a young team that can kind of find its way in the second half of the season, as we yeah. saw. They respect him. They seem to like him. So that's, you know, they haven't given up on him. Right. right. I mean, the team has it anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. They're also pretty injured. I looked at yeah, the injury report. Are. It looks like a laundry list. So uh, maybe that's going to be yeah. working yes. on some in some ways. But, um, again, this is the NFL, and any team can come in and beat you if you're not on your game. It is. But I also feel like this is one where I would like to see, and maybe this is a little bit greedy, but they're a better team. Than the Packers, right? Sure. They're yep. a better team. This is their showcase game, um, and they haven't won one in a while, uh, as we know. <laughs> a few of them have been it's real been disasters. 2016, I think, was the last one yes, on Thanksgiving. It's, it's been a minute, including some that were just absolute, like, God bless every single alive person that walked in the building and bought a <laughs> ticket. Why would you even come, right? <laughs> um, but this is not that. This is going to be a. This is going to be as loud as anyone's heard the building on Thanksgiving in 25, 30 years, whatever it is. So to me, like you have the team that's capable of going out and, and playing at the level of the crowd. But yeah. I, I, I don't know what you tell a team to, before an NFL game. Obviously, I'm not a coach. You're banged up. It's a short week. But oftentimes, I feel like. You you want your team to embrace what the crowd's doing, but also keep yourself under control. If if it were me, I would be like, look, we're going to meet the level of the, the people today, and we're going to let it rip, and whatever the fuck happens is going to happen. <laughs> and if we blow the doors off of them, which we might, that's that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I think that's the type of game that I would like to see because I think they can do it, A, and I think people here deserve it, B, and I think everybody needs to see it, C. You know what I mean? Like going forward for their own sake of like what are they, what are they not. Because yep. I still think there's a little bit of that. There is. Even though they're 8-2, there's a little bit of that. And we do need to see them drop the hammer on a okay team, you know what I mean, that they're capable of doing that too, yeah. I think. Absolutely, I agree. Um, I mean, even last year's Thanksgiving game, I know they were right. up on the Great bills, example. and it was like, oh, the Lions almost did it. They, those, that plucky upstart Lions yeah, team almost right. knocked off the big bad bills. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah, that's not we're really past that bullshit up. now. Yeah, it's like... Past. They should be the. They we were kind of past it then. I felt like honestly, honestly yeah, yeah, right. Um, that was they had a chance for a statement last year. They right. they let it slip away. So you're better than the Packers, probably by a wide margin. I think so. <laughs> um, I think so. For being honest here, yeah. I know anyone can get got, but that's you're a better team on paper. So go out and prove it on the field. And yeah. Uh, yeah. this is your showcase game. There are two teams that play on NFL that play on uh, Thanksgiving every year. You are one of them. You have not performed well historically on this day. No. You finally have a team that is equipped to do that. So go out and do it. Yeah, and it's like, let the, let the, you know, there were so many years where you'd hear from other fan bases that were like, the Lions need to get, they need to take Thanksgiving away from Detroit. And there were years where it's, it was at least reported, I feel like, that Goodell considered thinking about it. Perhaps, oh, I hate that. Whatever. I hate that. And it was always like, my God, no. Like, do you have any let idea them have one how thing. important this thing is? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's the sort of like, thing that just does, does, doesn't get talked about that much because they've been so bad forever. Like, in the state of Michigan, we have a lot of things that are cool. Like, you have 
the Michigan-Ohio State game. You have mm-hmm. the Red Wings were good for a long time. The Pistons have had their runs. And unique things like this over the years. You've had good Tigers teams and all this. Like, but the Lions, this is all, other than Barry, this is it. The no. Thanksgiving game. So, like, <laughs> this is, like, what I was saying earlier, like, a chance to go out and drop the hammer and be like, we have this game. This is our state. We're not ever giving it up. We deserve to play on this. It means a lot to everybody here. And we're going to rise to that level and, and play like it. And, like, there have been teams over the years, the Lions' best teams over the years usually win this game because they treat it like a bowl game almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, Let's let it rip and see what happens. It's a short week. Everybody's banged up and hurt. Who cares? We'll get to eat after and mm-hmm. have fun. The best Lions teams that I remember always played well on, on Thanksgiving. Always. And the worst ones. <laughs> and the worst ones played. Shit. Yep, I was going like, to say. the frauds would play, like, just good enough to, like, make you, <laughs> and then they'd fall apart at the end. But, like, yeah. there's not many of them. But the best ones always play well in this game because they meet the level of the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that the, I mean, the Fords obviously take seriously. It's and serious. Yes, it's a huge deal. They've made them. coaching decisions yeah. off games yeah, like this so this. like this is Detroit's showcase mm-hmm. like that's one of the few chances they get every year like even last year the Lions didn't have a primetime game until that Sunday night game was flexed yep um but they had Thanksgiving and yep. you know as they were making their run there weren't many people that were watching the Lions until they were put in front of them on Thanksgiving and you're like oh they're hanging with the Bills oh that's it's different yeah, yeah right. this is different this is a different team and so I think now you have a chance and people are watching you and you're you're eight and two and I think there's a national audience that kind of respects what Dan Campbell's doing with this bunch, and it's like... Intrigued audience, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. It's like, so keep it rolling. Yeah. You have a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, go 9-2, 3-0, start in the division, and, uh, you know, you know, keep your foot on the gas here. Always you room for more on the bandwagon. I think no that's what Campbell, that what Campbell would say. <laughs> like, always room for more believers, if yeah. they're not already. But, like, yes, this is the opportunity that uh, that I would... I, I've circled for a while where it's like, this is... This should be a game where you really, really put the whole thing out. You're healthy enough... It's not to a point, you know, is Jonah playing? I don't know if they've figured that out. Seems like, he's, it seems like he might go. Healthy enough, right, yeah. I think, to do to, to play to your capability and play to your potential uh, and really just set the tone for the next the stretch drive like the stretch of what you're going to do for December and then go into the playoffs. So, yes, yep. big day. It's always a big day. Uh, it'll be exciting uh, to watch. You've got to get there early, though, to get, to get the sweet potatoes and everything. Absolutely. Before they, <laughs> before they go away. Okay, anything else? <laughs> Anything else this week for you out here? I'm all good, man. I'm excited, man. This should be fun. Uh, the the opportunity to cover a Thanksgiving game is pretty cool. I think I, so, too, yeah. I think it's a unique thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the halftime show, Jack Harlow's going to be there. I don't know if people are Jack Harlow <laughs> fans. Hey, but look, that's better than some years past, too. There probably. have been some terrible Thanksgiving shows <laughs> yeah. before. Not last year. Shout out to my girl, B.B. Rexa. That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. It should be fun. And, uh, you know, if you're going to the game, I'm sure you'll have a good time. And um, just Ford Field's a, a cool it's place a to be at these days, man. Yeah. It really is. It's a is. cool place. And I hope everyone enjoys it because I know that this is a this is a tradition for a lot of families that go to this game, even when they sucked. Like, every, yeah. every year they would go to this game. And for those families to get to go to a game where they're actually good is pretty, pretty freaking cool. So yeah. hopefully it works out for everybody and has a good day either way. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll get back on the regular schedule probably next week with maybe a longer episode. But in any event, I think that'll do it for today. Hold on, Nick. Happy uh, Turkey Day, and we'll talk to you guys later.